Welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. Pastor Greg Scalzo has been discussing the office of miracles in the New Testament church. And when we left off, Pastor began what seemed to be an aside by going to Jeremiah chapter 2, where the prophet rebukes the people because they have abandoned the Lord. God asks the question of them, What injustice have your fathers found in me, that they have gone far from me, have followed idols, and have become idolaters? Let's pick up in verse 8. The prophets prophesied by Baal. So you have your religious leaders, your priests, you have your civil leaders, your administrators, your rulers. Then you have your prophets who are supposed to correct. When the priests and the rulers go astray, the prophets are meant to correct, like Jeremiah. But there's an abundance of prophets, not prophesying by Yahweh, but prophesying by Baal, prophesying by the devil. Every unclean spirit coming into this place. And walked after things that do not profit. Worthless things again. Worthless idols. Vanities, emptiness. Therefore I will yet bring charges against you, says the Lord. And against your children's children, I will bring charges. For pass beyond the coast of Cyprus. That's uh, Kittim, literally. Cyprus, he obviously, here represents the Western cultures. It's to the west of Israel. For pass beyond the coast of Cyprus and see. Send to Kedar. Kedar is in the North Arabian Desert. And it represents the Eastern Arabia to the east of it. The Eastern cultures. So go to the west. Cyprus, go to Kedar, to the east, go a little north, go a little south, and consider diligently and see if there has been such a thing. Has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods, they're not even real gods these nations have, and do they change them? But my people have changed their glory, the real God, the glory, for what does not profit. For what does not profit, has no value. They turn to emptiness. Be astonished. Be astonished, O heavens. There's an actual suffering in the heavenlies. Be astonished, O heavens, at this. And be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. There's a shock. Desolate, decayed, destroyed, dried up. Heavens are drying up because of what's being done down on earth. Such an impact when a nation changes its God. Be astonished. Verse 13, for my people, my people have committed two evils. Two evils. One, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. The true God, the living God, the glory of God. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And two, I'm putting the one and two in. Two, have hewn themselves, formed for themselves, cisterns broken cisterns that cannot hold water, that can hold no water. 
They go from the heavenly glory down to making a cistern for themselves with their own hands. It's all broken up. It cannot hold water. It's emptiness. It's vanity. It's dried up. Dried up water on earth. Dried up in the heavenlies. The heavenlies are shocked by it. Has a nation changed this God's? What, what have I done? The question, what injustice, what fault have your fathers found in me that you should change God's? Now, that's the case against Israel. And the end result was they went into captivity into Babylon. The temple was destroyed. And then by the mercy of God, they were brought back in and the temple was rebuilt for Messiah to come. But when you compare Israel back then, what does it sound like? It sounds like America right now, doesn't it? Right? Remember last week, Patty read that article on Jamestown and Plymouth and the founding of our nation and how God made this nation in a special way, how he brought the people over. And obviously, it's clear to the world there's a destiny for the United States, the bounty, the blessing. No nation in all of history was ever blessed like the United States of America. And so the question can be asked, the people that came over that founded this nation were, for the most part, Christian people who believed in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the question can be asked of this country, what injustice have we found in Almighty God that we should go far from him to follow idols and worthless things and vanities? This nation, she is an abomination before Almighty God. What fault do we find in him? What did our fathers find in him? that we should be in this, in this position. The, um, the two things that Israel did, she, America, has done, going from that which is living and valuable and eternal, the blessed glory of Almighty God, and turning to dead, worthless, temporary idols, abominations, ideas. Not just leaving the one, but leaving the one and going to another. And the end result is a shock in the heavenlies. Dried up land in this world. Not being able to hold the water. And problem upon problem coming upon a nation that has turned from her God. When the gospel first went out, there was love, and the nation saw the love of the disciples they saw the love and the persecution. They saw how they reacted in the persecution. And there were also the miracles we've spoken about that happened. And you saw a new thing, didn't you? You saw every nation, tribe, and language change their gods, right? They went from worthlessness, emptiness, dead idols to the one true God. They responded to the gospel. They changed all those empty things that uh, Jeremiah here is saying about these nations holding on to, when the gospel of Jesus Christ goes out in the power of the Holy Spirit, they turn to the reality and the truth of the glory of Almighty God. They did change their gods, right? And they're coming out of darkness and worthlessness as they see the love of Christians, their faith in persecution, and yes, the power of God. The nation's saw a great light. They saw the glory of God in Christ.
Christ Jesus. But we have had the gospel of Christ, a brighter, clearer light than what the Israelites had, the people in Judah had at the time of Jeremiah. We have the fullness of the gospel. We've had it in a nation founded by people who love that gospel, and we've been blessed like no other. So what injustice have we found against him? Remember, they went from darkness to light at the preach of the gospel. We have gone from light to darkness with an abundance of the gospel. And so, be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord. We are in danger. We've changed the Almighty God for worthlessness, and this nation is in danger of rejecting Jesus Christ. And this is my point and how it ties in with this study of miracles. At such a time as this, the love of Christ... The goodness of Christ, the long-suffering of Christians, may not be enough as a witness to the world. Because many people have seen that love, they've seen that long-suffering, they've seen that goodness, and what do they do? They laugh at it. They laugh at it, they ridicule it, and we're going back into a pagan world, much like the world the people of Israel were in. And like the world the apostles went out into. And if they needed miraculous signs back then with the people who never heard the gospel, how much more in the last days do we need miraculous power in a time when Paul tells us it'll be perilous times? For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutals, despisers of God, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Words are not enough in a time like that. We have a pagan society, but different even than what the apostles went into or what Jeremiah was dealing with with the nations around him. We have a, a society becoming pagan that knew, that knew the light of the gospel. And if they needed miracles going out into the one, how much more will we need miracles in today's society for the preservation of the church and to reach those in the next generation that can be reached? Because everything in Christianity has become one big joke. And there is no fear of God before their face. Let me say that again. There is no fear of God before their face. And when it's in that situation, the fear of God comes in when there are miracles, when there are miraculous signs and wonders. How much more do we need it in a society like today? Remember, Paul said he went out uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will, Hebrews 2.4. All that we read, Romans 15, verse 19, and mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, 
from Jerusalem around to Illyricum. They went out in the power of God to preach to a land in darkness who had not seen the light. We speak to a land that has seen the light and has some parts of this country have mocked the light. And it's increasing. You know, there's a huge Christian presence in the United States of America. That's the salt of the earth. That's what preserves, that's what keeps it. We are like no other nation having the gospel go forth from her. I don't want to minimize that. But there seems to be a large trend in the next generation away from that. And what will wake them up? What will show them in a time when we have people that are our peers that are against the gospel, that all they speak about is darkness? All they speak about is doubt. You have two things going on. You talk about turning towards emptiness. You have in our society a tremendous amount of doubt on anything to do with the existence of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ. The kids are saturated with it. Constant doubt. Darkness. And at the same time, you have a significant portion of our society going to the occult. It's not like it's all become secular and humanistic as they, it only becomes secular and humanistic when it has to do with God. But you know, the same teacher that's saying to the kids, how can you believe in creation when we know evolution is a fact? Well, for some strange reason, that secularistic, scientific unbelief does not extend to the occult. We have a significant portion of the society turning to the occult, deep into occultic practices. Listen to Pastor Greg Scalzo on the web at shiarjeshub.org and watch the live streams of our Sunday service on the Shiar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel.